Welcome back to Broadway Joni. I appreciate everyone tuning in for the post game. Want to start out to uh, you know all my true Broadway Joni fans. Sorry, I didn't get the pregame out. I do apologize. The, uh, the day, week, month got away from me. Whatever excuse you want, I'll be straight up honest. I was golfing and just didn't have the time, and that's on me. Got to get better. Got to got to show my uh, you know my dedication to this. So I do apologize. Did did tweet all my predictions. So hopefully you guys uh, saw that. But a lot of exciting things. To appreciate DJ Wells bringing them the tunes again. Uh, you know he's been on fire for us here. Got a lot to go over. A lot to cover. We're embracing the tank. Uh, we got the Pats 30, Jets 27. Had every chance to win that game. I'll talk about my feelings on you know the Jets fans and you know the Jets fans and wanting to lose every week. I'm not a huge fan of it. We'll, we'll go over that. Um, just a raw reaction. I mean, I was listen. I was I was kind of impressed by. I was kind of impressed by the Jets, man. I'm not gonna lie. I thought it was. I thought they played really hard, really tough, and and that's what you want to see. And I don't want. I don't want fans want to lose, and that that's all well and good. You want that top pick, but if you don't want to see this team compete, like you can't complain when we're losing badly, and you can't complain when we're almost winning, right? Like there, there is no, there's no middle ground with you guys. I want the team to win every week. How much fun would it be if we want to run? And I know it's not possible, but enough's enough. Stop doing it. Stop. Stop pretending that you care about this team and then you want to lose every week to build picks and picks picks are a gamble. They're always a gamble. And I'll rant about this later, but I'm I'm just so fucking tired of this. So we'll get past that. Raw feelings on the game and I'll go over everything like that. But love seeing the rookies. I thought Ashton Davis played a great game. I thought Mims played a great game. Nice to see Bryce Hall healthy. Um, nice to see P Ryan getting a little bit more action, even though I'm sick and fucking tired of seeing Frank Gore run the ball. Nice to see Perryman finally stepping up. I mean, I know he's been hurt, but that was just a really cool thing to see. Nice to see all these rookies all around just having great, great games and really showing us something. And that's what you want. You want to see these guys play. So really excited about that. Really excited to, uh, you know, see some of these guys, some of these guys develop into, you know, some players. So it's awesome to see. It was a lot of fun. I was at the bar for the game, enjoying it with some fellow Jets fans. Um, I will say, you know, once the Pats were were down ten, I took the win. Win, I took the Patriots money line live, and that that obviously paid off for me. Just the Jets always find a way to blow these things, and I hate betting for or against the Jets because they always find a way to screw you. But I, I saw, hey, you know what? We lose, we're on the tank. We win. We, uh, you know, we get we get at least one win on the book. So. You know, don't don't regret that one. Uh, you know, I'm pretty excited about that. But a lot of cool stuff coming up. We're gonna go over, um, and I'll, I'll dive into this next. Obviously, my reaction to Joe Douglas's press conference. I'll go over just what the fuck fans are thinking about just actively wanting to lose. It's very annoying. We got our awards. We got our game predictions, and I'll review that in my player props. I do apologize again for the uh, lack of pregame pod, but I'll go over you know what everything I had as as honest as possible. Then we got some fan questions, and uh. I'll announce it again later, but I got a pretty cool announcement for this week coming up due to the bye week. We're gonna go. Um, we're gonna go with it with something a little bit special. We're gonna do a a pick'em podcast on Saturday, so keep an eye out for that. Got some special guests, some some true degenerates that wanted to get involved, and we're gonna get some pretty hot takes from them. So keep an eye out for that. Um, I'll talk about that later again, but just to start and just to dive in here on. Um, on the game, I mean, I talked about a little bit of the game, but 
we'll, we'll go into the Joe Douglas press conference. And obviously it was a hot topic on Jets Twitter of Joe Douglas backing Gase, Joe Douglas backing Darnold, the future of the franchise, what he's thinking. And, and people are freaking out about him saying Adam Gase is part of the future. Let me tell you why he says that. So Joe Douglas has a six-year contract. Joe Douglas himself does not have the outright authority to fire a coach. Okay? Doesn't have it. So really, if you're looking at the grand scheme of this, do you want him to outright say, I want him fired? Because then, then the team quits on the coach, which they probably already have. Then it looks like he's given up on the season, which he doesn't want to do. This Joe Douglas has from the from the forefront said he's a competitor, he wants to win. And then what are you going to say about Sam Darnold? I, I don't believe in Sam Darnold anymore. I think Joe Douglas does believe in Sam Darnold, just to clear that up. I just think he's not going to pass in the opportunity for Trevor Lawrence. But you want to say, oh, no, I, he's not our guy in the future. Now what? Then why don't you trade him? If you think that, right? So when you're looking at this in the grand scheme, you can't give up on your team midway through the season. I know fans are going crazy about it, but what do you want them to do? Just say, fuck you to these guys, and that's that? It's enough of this. It's, the delusion of this fan base sometimes, like, listen, I'm, I'm usually in the forefront of that, but you, you have to look at this from a business and a team standpoint. Actively throwing your team leaders under the bus for the future is not the way to approach this. So enough's enough. My initial reaction to Joe Douglas, I took everything with a grain of salt. He, he did flinch a few times, but uh, we'll, uh, you know, We'll we'll, t- we'll take that obviously with a grain of salt as well, but just super interesting stuff. So again, lots to go over. Excited about the pod. I uh, appreciate everyone you know reaching out, and listening, and uh, we'll we'll get going here. It's losing fun. Is losing fun? No. What are you having fun for? So, I'm sitting at the bar last night and. I I gotta say, and it just fucking drives me crazy. Is is fans actively rooting against your team? I get it. You want Trevor Lawrence. You want the number one pick. You want a future guy for the Jets. But can't you enjoy it for five for five seconds? I was saying it last night. Can't you can't you embrace a game where we compete? Because when we're losing that bet, all you do is complain. And now when we're winning, you you complain. There is no such thing as a lock draft pick. No such thing. So this this whole illusion that Trevor Lawrence is going to be, you know, the next coming of Christ for us, I get it. I I'm not going to say I'm not going to say he's going to be a bad player even if we do end up getting him. I'm not going to say he's going to be a great player, but there's so much overblown hype around the number 1 pick and and a full season like it looks like the Jaguars might not win another game. That's fine. We ended up losing last night. That's fine as well. I, I think you know I talked about that earlier, but there's a lot of guys that are, are these unanimous number one guys that just don't pan out. Looking at a stat here, the number one overall pick has won one Super Bowl with a team that's drafted him. There's also some pretty fucking terrible number one picks: Jeff George, Steve Entman, Kajana Carter, Jameis Winston, Sam Bradford, Jamarcus Russell. Root for your team. Don't root for a pick. I'm happy. I'm happy to get the pick. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not hating on that. What I'm hating on is the fact that Jets fans are actively rooting for their team to not succeed. Now, I will say I'd rather see the team succeed with young talent. 
I don't give a shit about Joe Flacco or Frank Gore. It was exciting to see Perriman play well. Mims looked really good. I think when P. Ryan got his chances, he looked good. Ashton Davis looked good. Beckham, when he's on the field, looks good. So you, you have a lot of young talent and young promise for the team. I'd rather see Ty Johnson get reps. Let, let's see what we got in the kid. I'd rather see these guys get targets and, and get opportunities to play. And the fact that we're, we're still rolling out Gore is insane. The fact that we're still rolling out – I mean, Joe Flacco is what it is. But you drafted James Morgan. Let's see what the kid can do. Use pretty premium draft capital on this kid. Let's see what he can do. It's 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 a little annoying at this point now that we are 0-9, and obviously we're, we're on the, the fast track for the number one pick. And we're still not seeing young guys. We're seeing this team actively – actively put out these old men it just doesn't make sense to me despite how good you know both guys looked last night i think the young players i'd rather see them look good so going off that these these so-called fans man rooting against the team i get you're looking to the future i'm, I'm not i'm not shaming you for that what i'm shaming you for is that you can't enjoy a moment where your team looks successful and where you're confident. Because if you're going to complain when we look absolutely terrible, which we have all year, don't complain when we look like a competent team against a rival. Makes zero sense. Hot topic of last night um, on at least Jets Twitter was the couple of images where fans saw Joe Douglas might be sleeping. So I thought it'd be fun if we just take a little bit of a, uh, a stroll into what what Joe Douglas was uh, was dreaming about. So, lower the lights, close your eyes, and imagine the dreams of Joe Douglas. I'm gonna lose my freaking mind. And that inside look of Joe Douglas's dreams is brought to you by Joe Douglas's dreams. And now to the awards. It's a major award. A major award. Awards time, awards time. Looking forward to this one. Actually, some pretty decent awards were earned last night for the first time maybe all season. We had a competing game, and we uh, we were able to give us out some pretty decent awards. So obviously I do this every week, but this is probably the most excited I've been doing it because I actually had to have a little bit of an internal argument argument with myself on you know who would I give these to. So let's dive right in. MVP of the game. I will say this was the, the heaviest debate I've had. I will definitely say that. And I'll give you the two guys that I, I debated over internally. Joe Flacco and Brashad Perriman. And I'm going to give it to one guy because I think he he just deserves it. I think Joe Flacco is the MVP of the game. You got to look at what he did, right? First of all, he he played very well. 18 for 25, 262, average 10 yards to throw, three touchdowns and a pick. It looked like Loggins expanded the playbook a little bit for him, got some downfield throws, but it also showed that Joe Douglas's, and I, I guess we'll, you'll say Gase too, their initial idea of this receiving core didn't look bad. And I know the Pats aren't the usual Pats, but you look at the top three guys, you, 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 ha- you have something there. And I don't know if Perriman is going to be back next year. I, I don't think, uh, you know, there's too much of a future for him. I do think they go with the draft and get some young guys and maybe some free agency. But it was exciting to see some of these guys play. And Flacco, you want to see Darnold obviously do that. He was hurt. You know, can't can't really t- do much there. But 
Flacco looked good, man. So I'm going to give the MVP to Flacco. He had a QBR of 97, uh, and he had a, a quarterback rating of 128. So uh, a, a rating of 128. So what a really good job there. Offensive player of the game. We're going to go right into it with the offensive player of the game. I'm going to go Perriman. Five catches, one-on-one, two touchdowns off seven targets is pretty impressive. I think – I think – and this is this is my own fault going into the game. You look at this game and you say, okay, what does Belichick do on defensively? Right? He takes away, he takes away your best player. That's what he does. He takes away your best option. And he took away Crowder all night. And you'll say, oh, Crowder had the touchdown catch. That was one catch, twenty yard, and it was a toe tapper. It had a six point two percent chance of being completed, and of course the Jets completed. So. Don't look too far into into that. I think Perriman played well. Him and Mims. Mims is a close second, but I just think Perriman numbers don't lie. Got to get Perriman off find some player of the game. Defensive player of the game, you gotta go. You gotta go. Ashton Davis. I thought he played very well. I thought obviously that that sack he had showed a lot of pop. That was such a bullshit call. But listen, the, the rules the rule head to head contact, but it didn't look like he really made too much contact there. He had five total tackles, four solo, a pass deflection. Um, I mean, you, you, you tack on that sack, he played pretty well. And I, I'll say also Basham played a pretty decent game. And, and really the defensive line in general in place of missing Quentin Williams, I thought I think we have a, a pretty decent little little tandem going on. Yeah, Franklin Myers looks pretty good. Uh, Fedekasi looks decent. So I think – Douglas has done a good job of getting in some young guys who can play and really rotating them. And I think it all comes together and Quentin Williams is on that line. So good job there. I'm obviously going to give it to, I'm obviously going to give it to Ashton Davis all over the field. And I, I said this last night and I want to, I want to point this out. I hope everyone understands that Ashton Davis isn't meant to be Jamal Adams. He's not, he's meant to be a, a playmaking safety. That's going to be sideline to sideline moving Jamal Adams and you know I can talk about that for days on on the box safety hype, but Jamal Adams isn't really the pass coverage guy that you thought he was. He's seventy. He's seventy nine out of ninety six total safeties in the NFL in pass coverage this season. Now he's been hurt a little bit, but overall, what you really what you really have to look at if you're if you're looking at this is is what Ashton Davis did last night. He played well. He did the right thing, and. That's really all you can ask. I thought he was great for the defense. I thought Greg Williams moved him around well. So defensive player of the game, Ashton Davis. Least valuable player of the game. I don't know if this is even a surprise. Pierre Desir. Oh, my God. He was legit jogging at the end of that game. <laughs> He's watching the guy run. He almost get a touchdown. I believe it was Jacoby Myers. Almost get the touchdown at the end of that game for Cam Newton. And he's jogging. He, he looked like he had no effort in the play. He was getting burned all night. I want to see I want to see him out. I want to see a different cornerback tandem. Hopefully we get Brian Poole back. I know he got banged up last night, but I mean Bless Austin played okay. He's not he's not a star, but Bless Austin can be a role playing type of guy. Price Hall, he played okay. For a rookie, you know, you you want to see a little bit more, but I mean, Pierre Desir is just an absolute travesty at corner. I know he leads the team in interceptions, but my God, is he bad. So, least valuable player, Pierre Desir. Moron of the game. I don't get political on the show. It's not my thing. I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it for this one. Moron of the game is Woody Johnson. 
for taking that job and leaving the Jets and leaving us like this. Now, I'm not saying Woody Johnson is even a close to a remotely good owner. I'm hoping Steve Cohen wises up and just corners the New York market and buys the Jets as well. But, oh, my God. I mean, how long can you defend some of these coaching decisions? How long can you defend some of these things where where your brother Chris was in charge? So we need we need Woody back to maybe maybe help out. I don't think he's even going to help out, but more of the game for leaving the Jets. He should be on a fit, uh, on the first flight back from uh, from London to take back over the team. So that's the awards. Uh, you know, we'll get obviously get into uh, you know some game predictions and where I was right and where I was wrong after this. But Woody Johnson, get get on the first plane back, my man. Idiot. All right, game predictions where I was right, where I was wrong, and I do apologize again for not getting the pregame out. But I did tweet my player props, and I did tweet my score predictions, so you can at least hold me accountable for that. Uh, outside of that, some of the notes I had pregame that I'll just dive into. Really quick, I thought it was going to be a big night for Crowder and Mims. I thought we were going to see Mims show a little bit of versatility in his route running. I did think the Jets would get torched by Cam Newton on the ground. Um, and I thought they'd give Flacco a lot of different looks on defense. I also did have Flacco with one touchdown, one pick, and one fumble. So my score total, I had Jets 21. I'm sorry, I had Pats 21. I had Jets 20. Obviously, was wrong there. Final score, and I was coming off a hot week with the Chiefs game, but this is what it is. Final score, Pats 30, Jets 27. I did think the Jets would cover. I did think they would fight. Um, the Jet, Besides last year on that Monday night, the Jets have some pretty weird, like, just how they play against the Pats. They always play tough. I thought that spread was a little bit ridiculous, um, but then again, uh, you know, obviously it, it, it was. I was right there. Player props, I had Crowder over four and a half catches. And and I had Crowder over fifty one and a half receiving yards. So wrong wrong on the first two. I mean listen, I I'll I'll take the loss. Um just not smart by me to doubt what Belichick does. He takes away the best option on the team, which is Crowder for us this season. Luckily we had Pyraman step up, but Wrong on both, so two L's. I went one for three. I did hit the over on the James White 23.5 receiving yards. I just think out of the backfield, we get torched usually. Um, and listen, I was definitely definitely wrong about Flacco. I did say he'd have a pick, but the, he didn't fumble, and he threw three touchdowns. I've I've historically on this podcast over uh, you know over over examined how good the Jets' offense would be. They then I switched it with, against the Chiefs and said they would underperform. Did it again, and I tried to go two in a row, and Flacco outshined me. So kudos to him. I did see, I did say, you know, Mims to show a little bit of versatility. He did. They were getting him the ball and getting him often, so that was good to see. We didn't really get torched by Cam Newton on the ground outside of short yardage plays, but I mean, there was a couple where we had, you know, a couple of surefire sacks, and he was escaping. So quarterbacks with legs always hurt us. It's, you know, Taylor's all this time. Um. And the Pats really didn't show us too many th- different things on defense. I was I was interested to see that. Um, I thought Belichick didn't do that great of a job against a, against this Jets team. I'm gonna be honest. I thought you know Loggins uh, outshined them a little bit, and credit to him, man. That's that's good stuff. So not my best prediction week, but we'll bounce back after the bye, and uh, you know hopefully get a little better.
Yeah, DJ Wells not giving me any suggestions. I think he does like the boy George uh, intro into the fan questions, and I'm, I'm all for it. So unless DJ Wells decides something else, we're going to keep riding boy George. I uh, do appreciate everyone reaching out with some questions. Um, obviously, it's going to be a very weird, uh, you know, very weird kind of kind of bye week with not having anything to talk about the Jets. So hopefully you get some more during the buying, have some stuff for me for next week's pregame. But until then, we got Tommy out uh, out in East Rockaway with who is in a better position for success, the Jets or the Pats. Very interesting. And the, and the only reason I say that is because you did see how many guys either got hurt or opted out for COVID or even lost a free agency for the Pats. And you see the Jets with – we have the second most cap space in the NFL as of right now, projected at least. Um, I don't see that changing. Obviously, we have a ton of draft capital, 18 picks in the next two years with um, you know, with a lot in premium positions, two first-rounders, two third-rounders this year. Um, I just think it depends on the quarterback. I don't think Cam Newton's the long-term answer in New England. I will say there's a, there's a lot of people big on the BYU quarterback, and I think Belichick's kind of watching that and saying, okay, you know, if we lose enough, maybe we get him. And if we win enough, maybe we, we ride Cam Newton. But I think if you're looking better position for long-term success as of now, it's hard to go against Belichick. But I think it, it depends on who we bring in as a quarterback and a coach. You have to go with the Jets only because of what we have capital-wise for free agency, draft, bringing in a new regime and coaching and hopefully quarterbacking. So we'll see. Uh, uh, short answer, I'll say the Jets, but uh, it's it's very tough to doubt Bill Belichick. Um, appreciate the question. We got Nick. Uh, Nick asking, do you think uh, Sam Donald's time is done in New York? I gave my thoughts on the, you know, Joe Douglas's press conference earlier. I, I just do. I think that Joe Douglas is going to be keen on, on getting that rookie contract and that reset contract again. Um, I think he's going to want, want that rookie contract in order to build around it. And if you, you know, get a guy like a uh, like a Lawrence or a fields, uh, you know, even a Trey Lance, I, th- I think that they give you enough to compete right away and also build around. So I do think, you know, Donald is maybe a trade, uh, a trade during the draft, something like that, but we'll see Matt. Yeah. I, I love Sam Donald. I'm not going to shy away from my, uh, you know, from you know, from what I believe, and I do think he's going to be a successful quarterback in this league, either with us or without us. So we'll, we'll see. But you know, it, it was encouraging to see what Joe Flacco did last night, and hopefully Sam can uh, you know get some opportunities to show what he can do. So appreciate that. Um, last question I kind of addressed earlier, but what was your immediate reaction following the Joe Douglas press conference? Just confusion. Just didn't really understand. I understand what he's doing, and I talked about this earlier, but I don't understand out of that why Adam Gase is the only one who's never held accountable. It's always Joe Douglas, it was on me. Sam Donald, no, it's my fault. We need the coach to step up and be like, hey, this is my fault. This is what I this is what I did wrong. The X and O the X's and O's just aren't adding up and we never see it, and that's that's a huge problem with the Jets. So that's kind of that. Appreciate the questions. Definitely get your questions out to me uh, for next week. Um, to close it out, obviously send the questions over for the post game, uh, you know, for the pregame for next week to Joni on the Jets at Gmail. Very excited um, to announce this one. We're going to have a, a special pick'em show on Saturday. Um, that's going to be pretty cool. And uh, reason we're doing it, obviously the Jets on a buy, but also 
Uh, you know, we'd love to just talk some random football. So if you have any fantasy football questions, any uh, any pick them, gambling advice, things like that, we're going to be doing that on Saturday. So feel free to get that over to me. Um, I'll put some. I'll put a link on the Instagram as well. So if you want to ask questions through there, you can. Looking forward to it as always. Enjoy the week. Let's keep this. Uh, let's keep this momentum going.